Hi, welcome to the Boom Podcast. I'm Troy. And this is Chris. And today we're talking about the greatest story never told, probably one of the most unsung DC superheroes, and that is Booster Gold. Booster Gold. It's crazy. It, it feels like, you know, even though it's titled The Greatest Story Never Told, I've told this story about a billion times. Anytime <laughs> Justice League Unlimited or Justice or any DC animated project comes up, this is the episode I bring up. It's perfect animation when I was a kid. It played now. It's still amazing. So it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. And and Justice League Unlimited, when we start to see some of the other superheroes and how they interact with the league, there are a couple that are my favorites for sure. But Booster Gold is a lot different than any other superhero we encounter. And rightfully so, because his origin story is, you know, very much like what we would all want in our lives to an extent. He's got the same career goals as us. And uh, he hates getting blown off. (laughs) So every opportunity should be his. And it just, you know, it isn't. But it's not his fault. So... (laughs) It's literally not his fault, but it also is metaphorically not his fault. Yeah, and the highlights what was so great about um, Justice League Unlimited. Justice League was a great epic story. You know, they had those three episode arcs that kind of really colored what that show was about. It was really about the league. And I feel Justice League Unlimited was about teaching kids about the DC universe at large. You know, there were so many episodes where Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, the the Trinity made really brief appearances in it. And it would highlight characters like Booster Gold, like Green Arrow, like The Question. You know, I never, I mean, that's the only place I think I've experienced The Question in anything. And I love that episode, those conspiracies. And this episode, The Greatest Story Never Told, is just why that show was so great. It was, and let's talk about it a little bit. I mean, why it's so great. I think we were talking about it, but let's just break down the episode, the story. Let's dive in, because if not, I'm just going to start being like, well, you know, this one episode, this one character, we never see them. When we get started on Justice League Unlimited, it's like a two-hour conversation about three episodes. So let's snap back. Let's get back to where we need to be, which is the greatest story never told. So let's just talk about the episode and kind of how it plays out and and why it's so good. Let's do it. Uh, Yeah, so first season of Justice League Unlimited, they're starting out strong with some of the more unknown characters in the DCEU, like Booster Gold. You know, he travels back in time from 2486 AD and is ready to get that money, ready to be famous and join the Justice League. And the Justice League kind of kind of writes him off. You know, he's he's ready for the bigger missions and they're just like, nah, like. The Joker, you can't handle him. Lex Luthor, no. Jean's pretty annoyed with him for sure. This is probably the one time I'm like, yeah, Jean is definitely encouraged not to have kids or any type of parenting aspect because he's just had enough of this. But there's a huge like magical menace happening. Um, was it Mor- Mordru? Yeah, Mordru. Mordru. Yeah. Well, see, both me and Booster Gold can't say his name. Yeah. And he's a... He's like a wizard. He looks like Merlin. Yeah. I've never seen that character. Even when I was uh, re-watching it, 
it kind of made me like I almost misremembered it. I was like, were they fighting Darkseid or something? Because it was a pretty big battle. <laughs> like I felt like it was a villain that I, I remembered or recognized. I still don't know who who Mordru is. Probably never will read uh, Mordru's story. Maybe if I dive a little bit deeper into Justice League Dark, maybe he appears one time. But what's cool about like the opening of the episode is it really sets it up really well where you have Booster being really cocky. He saves this group of people and he's basically waiting for them to cheer him on. He's like, so yeah, guys, you're saved. And then he that kid comes up to him and is like, hey, can I get your autograph? And then he signs there and then he looks at it disappointed and then he's like, oh, I thought you were Green Lantern. <laughs> <laughs> And what's awesome about that is obviously his costume is yellow, which is, you know, the the weakness of the Green Lantern. So it's like a cool like little play, but it also like shows like Booster, even though he's a hero, he may not be in it for the right things. He he wants the glory. He wants the big missions. You know, yes, in deep in his heart, he wants to save people, but he also wants to get paid for it. You know, and that is referenced when, yeah. you know, he's talking to uh, John and he's like, so how much do you make before, before taxes? taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Either that or that kid's colorblind, but you know, sometimes that happens. Hey, it could happen, but also it seems like everyone in that episode thought he was a green lantern. So <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a writing thing. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny though. Cause he does, I mean, all the characters fly like that in uh, justice League unlimited, but they kind of all have, you know, that Bruce Tim look to them and stuff like that. And I guess like his costume would suggest he's like alien like, so kind of makes sense. Yeah. I guess, but there's no green, so yeah, um, yeah, but. but yeah, so they all get. He's assigned to a squad uh, from John, and then John's like, reluctantly says, "Yeah, I go," and Green Lantern is gonna lead that squad. Yeah, and Green Lantern selects all his people, and then there's Elongated Man and Booster Gold left, and he's like, "Oh, you need me right up there with Superman, right?" And Batman's like, you're on crowd control. And it's like, no, are you sure? You need me. You need me. You know, it's like, nah, crowd control. Yeah. And uh, even before that, what was a, a cool like moment? And this is why Booster probably doesn't get put on the, the big missions. You see even the employees at the watchtower kind of hate him, you know, and he's getting beamed up and the guy's like, oh, doofus. Like, he's just like, oh, my God, not this guy. I'll reference it again later in the episode, but like a part like that, I was like, man, there's lots of these little parts about Booster Gold's character that makes me think him and the Flash would be best friends. Because like uh, Elongated Man and the Flash are playing thumb wrestlers later on in the show, and they're like super tight. I'm like, dude, Booster Gold and the Flash? The Flash is just a more polished version of Booster Gold when it comes to personality with the Flash Museum and everything. It's like, yo, why don't we get a Booster Gold and Flash episode? They'd be best buds. Yeah, but who wouldn't be best buds is uh, Booster Gold and Elongated Band because uh, (laughs) they're both on... Squeaky wheel. Yeah, both on crowd control, you know. Booster's actually, like, taking it pretty well. He's like, dude, don't complain. And then Elongated Man is complaining, complaining. The league said, listen, man, you're good. We already got one stretchy guy, Plastic Man. He's already out there. And then uh, Diana comes and she's like, hey, you. <laughs> and uh, Booster Goat is like, yeah, me. I'm, I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting. And she's like, no, him. <laughs> and Elongated Man is like, squeaky wheel. And uh, he gets to help 
the the league tackle module, which will come back later in the episode and kind of like a cool callback. And in this moment, that's when kind of like Booster is completely defeated. He's like, I think he's accepted that like, hey, like I maybe suck at this. People think I'm a joke. And then an opportunity comes along. Yeah. You know, he's still doing crowd control. He's still getting beat up a little bit. But through some of the damage that's happening through the fight, a lab gets damaged and it's a lab where they're testing renewable energy and it's an experiment has shape-shifted and turned into a black hole, which is now attached to one of the scientists. But Booster Gold is a little bit too busy admiring his damsel in distress scientists to really care about what's going on for a bit. Yeah. And what's interesting, he kind of follows the protocol. He sees it. He's like, oh, my God, this is kind of like out of my element. I was hoping to just punch something. And, you know, Dr. Simmons is saying like, hey, this can end the world. And he even calls John and John is basically like, listen, dude, I don't have the time for for you to be complaining about crowd (laughs) controls and, and blows him off. And basically, Booster has to take it on himself. And this is where kind of the episode goes into kind of like hero mode. He's, you know, challenged several times where even the battle, the larger battle with Mordru kind of interrupts him trying to save the world. Essentially, you know, he has this device created by Dr. Simmons, like an inhibitor, a neck collar that he has to put on Daniel and Dr. Daniel. When he puts it on, that's when the black hole closes. But kind of leading up to all that, it's it's cool because you do get to see him kind of evolve as a hero and realize like it may not be about it. And it shows you what is great about the character where he's someone that kind of, yeah, he's looked at as an idiot, but he's had some of the greatest adventures ever that he can't really talk about because no one takes him serious. Yeah, I mean, threw me for a loop for a minute when I was like, yo, they're putting him delivering a baby in this kid's TV show. <laughs> And like, yeah, you know, not many other people in the league are like, yeah, I've delivered a baby probably. So there's like those small things that also kind of make him a more relatable hero. He is doing things that, you know, I'm sure if you or I ever had to deliver a baby, we'd be like, whoa, you know, I'm going to definitely bring that up later. Uh, He's doing more of those more relatable things that like the everyday person could step in and do until, you know, the last one where he's trying to put that call around Dr. Daniel. And he's a little bit more uh, self-sacrificing there. Like, I, you know, that's a pretty big thing to go do. And, you know, his suit and other stuff help out with that. But he's like halfway through a black hole at that point. Yeah, what's what's great about the episode, it, it builds towards that big moment. You know, it's like it starts with him telling an old lady directions how to transfer on the train. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, dude, this is the most New York thing ever, like. You, you do that. You give an old lady directions. You're a New York hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he does that. You know, he saves the the scientists in the lab. Then he does, it slowly builds to the bigger stuff. You know, he delivers a baby. Then he punches a building like a, and then that's when he saves the world and he's able to, you know, put that collar on uh, Dr. Daniel Brown. And it's cool because you see like, it was the perfect introduction for that character. Before I'd seen this episode, I never had any experience with Booster Gold. And it kind of, I was able to see basically his origin story as a hero, you know, felt like as the episode started, he was just a douche that wanted all the glory and all that. And then by the end of it, like 
Does he still want that? Yes, he got the damsel in distress and stuff like that, and he likes that, but he's a hero. You know, he wouldn't be a hero. He did what he needed to do at that moment when it was called upon him. Yeah, and like you said, he can't really tell many people because he does try to tell Batman, and Batman's like, your only job was crowd control. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, in that moment, I felt like I was on his side for once. I was like, I'm yelling at the TV, like, yeah, bad. Like, listen to him. He just, he probably stopped something that was more dangerous than, you know, a wizard on a unicorn turning buildings into, you know, like Godzilla type creatures and stuff like that. So I, I really like this episode and we both love it. We've talked about it before. Um, we really geek out about it. It's like one of those things that, it really shows that I'm going to be cool with you. Like if we start talking like justice league and justice league unlimited, if this episode doesn't come up, I probably won't like, you. yeah, I think like, you know, Mr. Mr. Gold definitely deserves a better rep or some more representation. This is the first time we've encountered him was in this show. And I know we've read some more comics and they've kind of given him some more spotlight and other media, but you know, he, he should be in some more places. Well, we're getting a Blue Beetle movie. If the original, if Ted Cord is in it, you know, you can't have Ted Cord without Booster. And speaking of which, like, if you kind of had it your way, what kind of, where would you like to see Booster show up? Like, would you want to see like a Booster Gold solo series, like a solo comic book series, a TV show, a movie, a video game? Where do you, where would you want to see Booster? Mr. Gold's like one of those characters where he's a lot more interesting when you see him play off other people than when he's just in his own head. And yeah, he's got Skeets, his little robot sidekick, which is a great way to kind of make that dynamic happen and have that thinking aloud happen. So, you know, a comic book could be pretty cool, but oddly enough, man, I, I've been thinking about it for a bit. And I think a, like an audiobook or short five six ten minute episode series or something for booster gold like on youtube or something yeah, that'd be pretty that would be interesting because there's some great short stories you can tell with him and if it's just him you know you don't have to worry about too much production costs and whatnot uh and like for an audiobook you only really need like four voices at most him skeets and two or three other people he interacts with i saw that salmon you know salmon has done great for dc and amazon on audible so i was like yeah you know booster gold could take the next shot up there that'd be interesting you could get really big actors to to voice the characters if you do it in kind of like that podcast or audiobook form whichever one they kind of go you've you've had marvel do it too you know i think they've had like an old man hawkeye like a wastelander series they've done a couple things like that I would love a movie oh, with that character. Sure. You know, I think it is something that would be really fun. People have fan casted Zac Efron as Booster, and I think that's like perfect. Like once I saw that in my head, you know, I love the movie Neighbors, and I'm like, if this version of Zac Efron plays Booster Gold, I think we had we possibly have one of the biggest movies ever. Or you know, I was thinking about it while I was on the train. I was like, if Channing Tatum, you know, 21 Jump Street, Channing Tatum, you know, that big jock, you know, that wants to get the big case in that movie is kind of like transferred over and is like a booster gold. Because we know like after Gambit was canceled, he was like, you know, I don't watch Marvel movies. So like if DC could scoop him up for a, for a booster gold movie, that'd be awesome. 
But the reality is, like, I'd love to just see more of the character. I will see him in a short. I already read, you know, Blue and Gold, the series going on with DC Comics right now. So just, I just want more booster gold. Yo, Channing Tatum is a really good cast for that. I totally forgot about him. But if there isn't anyone more perfect than either Channing Tatum or Zac Efron, then they're, they're yet to be discovered. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and just thinking that, like, wow, we would have a Channing Tatum Booster Gold movie, possibly. Okay, not possibly. It's possible in our minds. Yeah, I'm already really super excited about it and can just see the jokes being written themselves. So, go send out a tweet. Make it, make it happen. Discovery slash DC. Yeah, like it and uh, retweet it when we post it on the Bottom Boom Twitter. And the episode ends with probably... Like you said, one of the, the greatest running jokes in that episode is, hey, Green Lantern, can I get your autograph? Or can you just take me out on a date? Dr. Simmons, you know, gives him, gets back at him and kind of uh, forces, no, he doesn't, she doesn't force him, but, you know, he walks off early and they're being like, oh, I'm the hero, but like, I've got to be alone by the, to be the hero. A true Batman moment. And she comes back and it's like, oh yeah, let's go on the date. And, you know, an elongated man saves the day and then they're like yeah after you saved him how about you clean everything up and booster gold embraces his mediocre responsibilities of crowd control and it's like yeah (laughs) see you later yeah it was a that was a dope moment that's why it's so well written there's so many callbacks you know there's that running joke of him being green lantern also the running joke of the squeaky wheel elongated man they don't show it but you know it suggested that he's the one that kind of delivered the the final blow to mandrew he's and even green lanterns like man the move you pulled right there i've never seen anything like that so it kind of it really like does a good job of, of being funny but also heartwarming because you're like booster got the girl skeets is alive and he's a hero Wraps it up all nice, and no one will ever know except for him, Skeets, and Dr. Daniel and Dr. Simmons. It's true. And then sadly, we don't really see Booster Gold again. This is this is his one and only. We see him every now and then, you know, doing other kinds of cleanup or crowd control or rescue or something, but this is the one and only episode he's really having any lines in. But that's the thing. He's saving the world while no one's watching. You know, I looked up a couple of other times he's been in animated shows or appearances and they always end with him people not knowing that he's actually saved them i'm like all right that that's probably why booster's a little bit more immature because he's like i'm going to be immature so i don't have to live with the fact that no one ever knows how all the stuff i've done and they'll write him off he's like uh it's very it's very much like that flash episode where he has a flash museum and orion says you play the fool to hide a hero's heart. And like, that's so much of booster goals. I'm, you know, I'm going to call it right now. Let's do a booster gold slash flash comic. That's, that's the next thing I actually want is a booster gold flash comic. That, uh, that works. Maybe it's been done. We need to dig into that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my new vote. I want a booster gold flash comic for in the next media. It's that. Yeah. Forget the podcast audiobook. Yeah. And booster gold comic. I'm a I'm a big fan of the Flash, of course, and you know we've got some love for Booster Gold. So, shut up and take my money. 
It's already been, it's like Netflix. They take it out when you don't even know. I just looked at my bank statement. They've already <laughs> 99 for the first comic. Oh, okay. Gotcha. That's, that's where this mysterious transactions from. <laughs> it's like those weird, like penny transactions you get, like to confirm that you made an order. It's like DC comics, one penny. That's my investment. Well, I'd like to get more for an investment, but that's, that's what I can afford right now. Well, with that, we hope you've enjoyed listening to our review of Booster Gold and inside the Justice League Unlimited series. If you've liked this podcast, please rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Uh, share your thoughts about Booster Gold with us on our Twitter and our Instagram. Give us a follow while you're there. And with that, bada boom. Bada boom. <laughs>